you're listening to the Redditch Standard Podcast because you have impeccable taste. Hi there, my name's Ross Crawford and we're back with the Redditch Standard Podcast. And at the controls today we have Claire, the wonderful Claire, and special guest today we have Anna Wardell-Hill, who is, let's get this title right, the Environmental Policy and Awareness Officer for Bromsgrove and Redditch. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, it's a mouthful. Welcome to the studio. Um, but you're here to talk about real rubbish and about Redditch's efforts to recycle more. That's right, yeah. So, isn't Redditch recycling enough? We are recycling an awful lot in Redditch, and most residents do a fantastic job. What we're particularly interested in is just getting those residents that perhaps don't recycle so well or are taking part in what we call wish cycling, putting those extra items in that feel could be recycled, but actually they can't or they're going in the wrong place. So we just want to kind of tighten up a little bit more on everybody's efforts. But the problem is, I I find, is that you don't really know what you can recycle and what you can't. Yeah, it it is a real issue um, nationwide, really, because every local authority tends to do something different. So years ago, when recycling was first brought out... um, the national government basically said to every local authority, you know what's best for your area, you introduce the best service. So that is why we have kind of a very fractured recycling and waste collection service. They do what they felt was best for their individual town, which sounds great. However, when you've got neighbours talking to neighbours, talking to friends in different areas, moving different households, it becomes a little bit like carnage. Um, My own personal experience, I have uh, three people taking care of my daughter at my house in the week. They all have different waste collection systems. My bins at the end of the week are very kind of muddled. They're doing what they should be doing in their area. You're going to have the inspector back, (laughs) aren't you? They're going to be checking your bin. I inspect inspect at the end of the week. But it just goes to show they're doing what they should be doing in their area, but actually it's not not universal. that is going to be changing, and the government are looking at that. But it does take time to change these things. There's contracts there, there's policies set in place. So we do have kind of a very long transitional period, probably about 10 years or so, before we start seeing massive changes. And, and we leapt ahead a bit there, because you're going to actually have your bin crews checking people's rubbish, aren't you? Yes, yeah. So um, when, when our crews go out to empty a bin... Um, what they have to do, they have to flip the lid so that the, the bin can be then emptied and jettisoned into the back of the vehicle. All we want them to do is a cursory glance into the top of the bin. They generally get a feel whether a bin is a good bin uh, or a dirty bin. One really easy way to do this is a smell. There'll mm. be a smell where you've got um, a, a bin that's contaminated with food waste. There's a particular smell when there's garden waste in there, which we get a lot of as well. And there's the weight of the bin. So as the crew is actually taking the bin and presenting it to the rear of the vehicle to be emptied, there's a lot that they can pick up. And we're trying to just get them in tune with these different things, as well as the visual and what's actually in there. So they know whether it should be emptied or not. Um, for example, we could have engine parts in bins that's very heavy we can have bricks and rubble in there very heavy can, can, can you recycle bells. engine parts they're mm, metal aren't they you can but not in our bins <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is it so we we have a service that is designed um, to deal with the majority of those household packaging kind of items that you get day on your weekly shop that kind of thing it's it's for household waste so we've taken the most prevalent items that are appearing within worcestershire um and and that is what has shaped the materials that we collect 
So yeah, you're quite right. If you've got an engine block, you could be smelted down, but that is not what our system is designed for. So we, we need to get people understanding what our system is for and the merits of the other recycling systems out there and where to channel those other kind of materials, really. Okay, and what happens if the bin crews decide that your bin's no good? What happens there? Okay, so what did we have... Did they around? Did they take the rubbish out and, and take the, mm. the good stuff or not? No, no. So what, what would happen, essentially, um, if there's a cursory glance at the top of the bin and they realise, oh, that's, that's not quite right, um, it may well be that there's something very easily remo- removable off the top. Not so long ago, I went out with the crews and there was a, an electrical lamp on top, um, on top of the rubbish... That was taken out, been emptied, and then placed back on the lid of the bin. Um, again, cushions and coats, things like that have been thrown in last minute. Those can be removed, and the bin is emptied and then replaced back on the lid of the bin. We'll happily do that. Where it's more kind of dispersed throughout the bin, where there's food waste smeared, where dirty nappies have kind of have been in the bin and exploded, we are not going to touch that, and we are not going to remove those items. So that is a big no-no for us. So we're not going out of our way to leave bins, certainly not. What we want to take is good quality recycling. So if we can, we will take it. If the bin um, isn't takeable, if we we can't actually um, empty that into the back of the vehicle, the residents will get a tag. There's this kind of a two-tag. We've got like a a, um, yellow card, red card. All right, football. Football, yeah, Yeah. it's it's relatable, so we thought people would like this. Um, So the yellow card is a tag on the bin, and it explains to the resident that there was something in your bin that wasn't actually recycling, but we use that in the situation where it's not that bad um, and we can actually still empty the bin, so we'll tag it. We will empty it, but it'll say, there was something here that wasn't right, please refer to the back, and these are all the items you can't ever, ever put in the bin. If it was a big no-no and we can't empty that bin, it's a red card straight away. And like you'd expect, we were not emptying the bin. It says, I'm sorry, we could not take this bin because there were some never, ever recyclable items in there. Please refer to this list and our website for the correct list. So it leaves the householder to, to delve into the bin and get out all the bits that they... That's right. So, yeah, yeah they, they know what's in there. They should know what to retrieve and put them in the right way. In, sorry, in the right bin or in the other right spot. I mean, there might be clothes that they could take to a charity shop. There might be things like that. Just need to go down the right route then. Yeah, what if they think, oh, sod it, you know, I'll just chuck any old thing in the bin? Plenty of people do. <laughs> um, you know, as a local authority, we are asked, um, we have to legally tell residents what the collection service is. We have to provide a receptacle, a bin, box, whatever, to put the recycling in, which we do, and um, for the waste to go in, which we do, and we have to tell them how to present that, what goes in there. If the residents choose not to do that, we don't actually have to em- empty that bin. They're not complying with the service that's on offer, that is in, on offer in this area. So, oh, right. So you can just leave the bin and, and let them get on with it then? Legally, we can absolutely yeah. leave that bin. What we don't want to do is just turn around to the residents and say, no, sorry, it's contaminated, we're not emptying that bin. So that is why everywhere that we're doing this and rolling this out to, the crew is going ahead of um, these areas. Two weeks before, they're giving a leaflet to every resident, explaining what they can recycle. Those commonly recyclable items that shouldn't go in our bins, but elsewhere, there's a list of those as well to point them again in that so, direction. So when's this all starting then? Um, actually, the first leaflets started to go out yesterday, 21st, yes, yesterday. 
So crew by crew, round by round, they're having ownership and they're delivering the leaflets. Then there'll be a two-week period for the residents to read the leaflet, to digest it, to ask any questions if they want, go on our website, whatever. Um, and then they'll start being a bit more vigilant while they're checking the bins. All right. And uh, you brought a load of rubbish in with you here. I and that some aerosol, uh, is that an aerosol? Yes. Can, can you recycle that? Yeah. So, yeah, what we do find is that a lot of items we're not finding a lot of in the bins, yet we know people buy. When we talk about recycling metals, we get a lot of um, we get a lot of cans, yeah. bean cans, and things like that, which mm-hmm. is great. But can-wise, we, we recycle these. This is the same material as this, as an aerosol can. So we recycle um, bean cans, drinks cans, and aerosols. But that's tin, and that's probably aluminium. Well, yeah, that's steel. And that is aluminium. Yeah. Both very, very valuable resources that are okay. very easily recyclable and sortable by magnets and reverse magnets. What, what about a plastic top to that aerosol can? That will come off within the process, yeah. We do ask for any, any tops to be left on the materials. Um, when that's kind of melted down, that plastic will just be melted itself and skimmed off the top. Okay. It's a very easy thing to do. And so any tops on any bottles or jars, lids, just leave them on. People get very hung up about that, actually. Mm. Um, this is um, face cream as well. Right. Again, we don't see a lot of this kind of personal kind of, I'm going to go personal care item. I don't know if that's the right term. Yeah. Um, but, you know, bathroom stuff. Again, empty, lid on. Put that in your recycling as well. What we do find a lot of is things from the kitchen, but right. not from other areas okay. of the house. So um, one other thing that people are very hesitant to put in as well. Oh, yeah, bleach bottle. Yeah, bleach yeah. bottles. Isn't that going to destroy everything? No. We wouldn't want this if it was full. Right. If it's it's full, use it up first and then recycle (laughs) it. Um, As long as it's empty, put the lid back on and we'll recycle that very happily. As long as it's bottle shaped and it's got some kind of neck on it. Yeah, that's a bottle. And what about washing that out? Would you have to wash that out? Um, It's it's difficult to wash these things out. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. Basically, once you've used that, it's all dripped out. You don't really have to wash that out. You can do what I do, put it down the toilet, squeeze it in, <laughs> draw some water up and then squeeze it out again. I'm a bit pernickety, but no, we, we don't ask for that. We ask for those to be empty. And, and what about tin cans? You know, if you have a tin of beans or a tin of soup, you want that swilled out, don't you? Yeah, that's right. And you've used the right word there, swilled out. Um, we don't want people having to put these in their dishwashers and scrubbing them, cutting their wrists or whatever while they're in there delving around. Yet we want the residue of food to be removed. And there's very good reasons for that. When it's in your bin in the height of summer and you've got all this food residue in there, it's going to stink a little bit. So for your bin hygiene, um, it makes very good sense to remove that food. Also, when your baked bean can and your baked bean can is all kind of added together, all those little tiny bits of food in a massive sorting facility, mm. it absolutely stinks. Yeah, I can it imagine. It really stinks. And then there's the, the risk of vermin and things like that. So to control those kind of things, we really do want it empty of food. And what about glass bottles and a drinking glass? Okay. Can you recycle right. a, a, a glass? No. No. And, and why not then? Well, How come they accept glass-wise? Glass is it going to fall over now? <laughs> glass-wise, we accept glass bottles and jars. The glass that you would find in a jam jar is very different from the glass that you would find in a wine glass or a pane of glass or your spectacles. Mm. Um, 
they are formed differently. There's different coatings, there's different melting points, essentially, and that, that is the key. So if you melted down this with some pane glass, they would melt at different rates. Right. So right. you basically end up with kind of globular bits of glass in, melted glass. That is unusable then for the reprocessors. Okay, so what should you do with a, with a broken glass? Just wrap it in paper and put it in your... Your yeah. incinerator. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're quite right. That is yeah. that's the right way to deal with that. If you've got something like broken window glass or broken drinking glass, yeah, you're quite right. Okay, and you're you're handing out these leaflets just to tell people what they can and can't. But lots of these bottles, they've got symbols on, haven't they? To, they do. To that's a very good point. Yes. Now all these bottles, yeah, they carry labels of different guises. Um, unfortunately, as a a different layer of complexity to things. These bottles and the labels are all designed and manufactured in far-flung areas of the world. They're not designed in Worcestershire, where we have mm-hmm. the specific collection that we have. So they do not really mean anything. Um, if we could make our own bottles in Worcestershire, we could say, yeah, fully recyclable. Um, people get hung up on this. There's little triangles with numbers in that will basically just tell you the polymer type. It doesn't say that you can recycle it in our service. So please do not take any attention to, to all those. There's also, um, I'm just going to pass this over to you. It's called a green dot. Sometimes it's green, sometimes it's not. It's a circle with two kind oh, of yeah. arrows yeah. wrapped yeah. around each other, a bit that, like a yin a and yang. That's a symbol, isn't it? It is not. Oh, right. No, no. This green dot symbol is an EU thing, and it basically means that, that manufacturer has kind of paid money into a pot because it's a hard-to-recycle item. Oh, right. And there, it's, like a, it's like a producer-pays responsibility thing. Yeah. They're paying money so they can recycle it. So basically what the problem is there is the pump. So they can't, you can't actually recycle pumps, bizarrely. You, this is where it starts getting a little bit... You it's a minefield out there. You, you, it is a minefield. <laughs> you, can, um, you can recycle sprays, but you can't recycle pumps. Um, I'll try and show you what I mean by that. She's r- rummaging in her bin again here. Having a rummage. Come on, Anna. A spray. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a spray. Like a trigger spray off your Mr. Muscle. A pump would be like off your hand soap or whatever. Wow. Um, now, do you know what? These, these are real technicality things, and I don't want people to get hung up too much on this. If some of these are tricky to undo and twist off, if that's an issue, do you know what? I'd rather have the bottle with a pump on. Absolutely fine. What we want people to concentrate on are the real nasty things. We don't want things like food waste. We don't want the things like garden waste, like nappies. These things spoil the rest of the recycling. Dog poo. Dog poo. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can imagine what a small bag of dog poo would do to newspapers, mm. inners of toilet rolls. It just will render that bin essentially unusable. That is the thing we really want people to get into with this. If we find bins with a few, I don't know, yes, spray pumps or some, I don't know, a bit of film or a bit of black plastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, black plastic's no good. Well, that's it. We can't actually recycle that. However, that in a bin alone that will not contaminate all the other good recycling, okay. like a nappy wood, like food waste wood. So this isn't a big bad nasty, as I would call it. That yeah. is an inconvenient. Yeah? Right. So I don't really want people to get hung up on that. If that goes to the, the recycling plant, it will just come out the other end and we'll send that off to the incinerator. It's a waste of time putting it in your bin. So we can't say, put it in your bin. 
it's a waste of time them doing it because it's not going to get recycled. I, I know for sure. I've, I've put those in my those little tray things. Trays, yeah, yeah, that's it. So yeah, plastic-wise, um, we do plastic bottles, pots, tubs, and trays. That's mm. it. So, so plant fancy pots biscuits. Can go in. Plant pots are an interesting one, actually. They have um, recently, probably in the last year, you'll say, started to accept plant pots. Yeah. Um, so anything, yes, pot shaped. <laughs> Pot of yogurt, yeah. pot of ice cream, face pots of moisturiser. That is absolutely fine. But the whole thing with the, the black, if it was a black pot, the um, the optical sorters just wouldn't see it because they, they can't read black. There's no colour of refraction yeah. off, off that. Yeah. Um, so it would just jettison off into the residual unusable kind of waste pile. Okay, well, I, I'm glad you mentioned that, actually, because what happens to the rubbish that's collected in Redditch? Right, the rubbish rubbish that cannot be recycled, let me put those aside, um, is still actually put to use. It's, it's sent to a, it's got an energy from waste facility. Some people might refer to them as incinerators, but it is an energy from waste facility where um, they are burnt, essentially, and they create um, electricity that's fed back into the national grid. Um, now, the kind of size and scale that we're talking about here, the, um, the plant is enough to support a town the size of Redditch or Kidderminster. It's that it's wow. significant mm. amount. I think it's 30 megawatts or something like that. Yeah, it's significant. Um, so actually, we're getting a lot of value from our rubbish. Um, it's not going to landfill. It's not being buried and, and left there for years and, and hidden away. We are putting some use to it you know that there's the energy that can be gained from this which we're extracting and pumping back into the grid okay and and then the recycle recyclable stuff what happens to that okay yeah so all the recyclable elements of your waste then is sent to a, a sorting plant it's called envirosort um in, in worcester um and basically it's just Massive building with lots of um, conveyor belts and whizzy gadgets and um, things to scan scan your items. And they sort all the items into different materials. Um, when we went to this kind of commingle bin system, people were very sceptical at things. Commingle, Co sorry, technical stuff. Everything, all your recycling in one bin, all right. in the same bin. We've had a lot of scepticism about, you know, is it actually recycled because it's all going together and how do you separate right. it? Um, so Worcestershire County Council's uh, contractor built this Envirosort. It's a material reclamation facility, or MRF as we like to call it. Um, and it sorts all those individual waste streams out. Um, it bales them and from there... They're either delivered to reprocessors or reprocessors come in and collect them and use that raw material to then turn into their new products. So it's a very simple kind of theoretical thing, but actually what we've got in there, we've got magnets, which is simple, ballistic separators, which are um, which sort things by the shape. So right. flat things will go in one direction, paper, card, um, uh, ballistic... Um, separator will send the um, 3D items off in a different way, so that's the first way of sorting. There's a glass breaker which breaks everything and the glass shards fall through to the bottom. So it's kind of simple technology on a massive scale that's making a really big difference. Okay, and I gather that Redditch is the pilot for the, the county on this. Right, so yeah, all the different collection authorities do different methods of kind of um, screening bins, if I can call it that. Um, but to give it that extra push at the moment, yeah, Redditch is, is kind of leading on that this point in the year. Yeah, different authorities have done different things at different points. But, um, yeah, nobody at, the, at this point, I don't think, is doing any tagging. 
Right. Okay. So uh, I'm going to be really nasty to you now. If you could sum up in a few words what people should recycle, what, what would you advise them to do? Okay. You've got to focus on those valuable items. So the, the things that you're using most of, essentially, what's, what are you getting through the most of? Plastic is a big one in our bins. So I would say it's plastic bottles, um, plastic tubs and pots of things, and plastic trays. But not black plastic. Not black. That is grey. Grey's yeah. fine. Grey, brown, blue is all good. So I would focus on getting your plastics right because there's so much of it there's an abundance of it um then really easily your glass bottles and jars um can't find my wine bottle at the moment glass bottles and jars and save it for later save it for later yeah yeah and and the cardboard items we have a lot of card um i'm holding up a cardboard egg box that's fine as well um but and your newspapers and your junk mail that's a brilliant one um and your tins tins in your aerosols um there are other items that we do recycle oh there we go um like tetra packs yeah, pack. yeah. Yep. we don't see an awful lot of those but you know again it's a bulky item that can easily go in your recycle bin and, and leave your um, your waste bin free for the dirty smelly things so think about those containers as well okay and it's it's already underway in redditch it started yesterday Mm-hmm. And uh, it's all going to be rolled out across the borough uh, in the next week or so. Um, well, like I say, it's crew by crew, round by round. So we have about eight rounds. So it, it's going to take a few weeks to get yeah. through the whole of the district. And then people have a fortnight to ponder it. And then it's going to be That's right. introduced. That's right. Yeah, we've already had some uh, feedback from leaflets going out and it's been positive. So hopefully people are going to get on board. Fantastic. Anna, thanks for coming in. Uh, I know you're going to hang around. We're, we're going to talk about a few news things, although I know that you, there are a few council things you can't talk yep. about because you're, uh, uh, you're an employee of the, the authority. But uh, thanks for coming in. We're going to take a break and go to Claire for all our what's on and leisure. And uh, see you in a minute. Over to you, Claire. For all the things to do and see this week, it's Claire Bullivant with this week's What's On Gate. Thanks, Ross. Yes, I'm back with some of the best things to do this weekend in our local area. For the full listings, do check out this week's paper or our website because it's all on there too. But my topics for this weekend include We Three Kings of Rock and Roll happening at the Palace Theatre in Redditch on Saturday night. That's Saturday the 25th of January in case you're listening to this at some time in the future. This is going to be a two-hour uplifting rock and roll show to wipe away those January blues. Mark Robinson with his Stratocaster guitar, authentic attire and horned rimmed glasses is Buddy Holly. And you will hear all the hits from Heartbeat, Peggy Sue and True Love Ways. Darren Page, an exciting talent with vocals that are second to none, is Roy Orbison for the night. A true likeness and range that will match the man himself. Songs will include I Drove All Night, In Dreams and, of course, my favourite, Pretty Woman. And Paul Malloy will celebrate the music of the true king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. Don't be cruel teddy bear shake rattle and roll to name but a few it's going to be an evening not to be missed will rock and roll ever die that'll be the day 7 30 p.m it's going to be amazing 
It's also going to be amazing over at the Artrix in Bromsgrove on Saturday evening with the Rat Pack back in town. And this time they are bringing their special guest, Charlie Toulan, and she plays Marilyn Monroe. She's truly incredible and she just won a big award being the most realistic Marilyn Monroe in the UK, apparently. And these guys also are the official UK number one tribute show as voted by the Agents Association of Great Britain for three successive years now. So you know they're going to be good and they come direct from London's Leicester Square Theatre where they've been performing. Do you remember David Alessi from Lovejoy and Inspector Allen? Well, he stars as Frank Sinatra. Paul Drakely is Dean Martin, and they're joined by a former EastEnders star and Central Television's Mr. Weather. You know him as Des Coleman. He's amazing. Well, he's going to be Sammy Davis Jr. on the evening. Together, they amaze audiences with their recreation of the music of Sinatra, Martin and Davis in this fabulous show, which brings the style and excitement of the Las Vegas heyday to vivid life. It includes all the great hits, My Way, Mr. Bojangles, New York, New York, and more. Come fly with me. Oh my goodness, I wish I was there now. Get your tickets quick from the Artrix. They're flying off the shelves, apparently. And so, yep, 7.30, starting there on Saturday evening in Bromsgrove. On Sunday, the 26th, it's Holocaust Memorial Day, and that's all going to be happening down at Redditch Town Hall, marking the 75th anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz. There's going to be a procession to the Holocaust marker for lighting of the candle and a fascinating and fantastic talk from a Holocaust survivor. Her name is Mindu Homik, and she was um, liberated when she was 12 years old. It's, It's an incredible story, and it's really poignant to actually be able to have somebody there talk talking about that that whole period it all starts at 9am try and go along take the kids along it's going to be a really educational and special morning you can find out more about the holocaust memorial day itself on their website which is hmd.org.uk And also, have you noticed the lights are getting slightly longer, that it's getting lighter slightly earlier? Spring is just around the corner and that means it's the start of wedding season. And over the next few months, we seem to have a plethora of wedding fairs happening all over Worcestershire. I'll keep bringing you up to date with them all, but two really good ones starting this weekend. There's a wedding fair at the Abbey Hotel, Hither Green Lane in Redditch, 11am until 3pm. And there's also a wedding open day at the Old Rectory House in Ipsley Lane, Redditch, 11am until 4pm. All the details are in this week's paper. And these these events are great to go for go to if you're getting married, of course. Maybe you just want ideas or maybe to meet some of the local suppliers we have here in Worcestershire. You really do get some incredible ideas. So pop along. They're always free. And sometimes you also get a glass of fizz and sometimes a goodie bag for free too. Always very useful. And you can have a good time at a wedding fair as well. Trust me. As I say, loads more events going on this weekend. So do check out the paper or our website. And remember, if you have an event going on, let me know so I can let everyone know. You can message me on social media. You can email our editor. Email me directly, claire.bullivant at bullivantmedia.com. And have a lovely weekend. Back to you in the studio. Hi there. We're back with uh, Anna Wardell-Hill, who's, uh, who's been telling us all about rubbish and what a vital part the ordinary people of Redditch can play in recycling more and uh, and making well the, the environment just better. That's right. It's yeah, all about saving the environment. Better. Yeah, yeah. And and recycling. So that's great. And 
I'm just going to run through a few news stories that we've got coming up in this week's paper. I was astonished by a press release from Warwickshire Police. They've got this super cab that goes up and down the motorway, and it gives the police in this super cab that they're that much higher up. They can look into people's cars as they go past. And uh, I was astonished that in five days they pulled over 136 people for various misdemeanours. But the biggest one was 54 people, that's nearly half, weren't wearing seatbelts, which I think is extraordinary. Ah, that is amazing. Do you know what bothered me most about that is the beeping in my car? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Does that go off eventually? I don't know. Like, I couldn't drive along with that. It'd drive you mad, yeah. wouldn't it? Um, and, you know, it's, it's one of the first things I do, you know, yeah. when I get in the car, just to buckle click up. Every trip. <laughs> that's right well, something's stuck in here <laughs> yeah that's right uh, and it's, it's weird and 54 people like you say beeping in their ears why, why on earth aren't they um, wearing a seatbelt particularly as you know it's going to save their lives mm. uh, moving on we've got Holocaust Memorial Day which is Sunday this week I think the actual day itself is on the Monday on the 27th but we've got uh Somebody called Mindu Hornick, who's a, a death camp survivor. She was in Auschwitz, and she is going to be the guest speaker at the town hall. It's all organised by Redditch Borough Council. There's going to be a parade starting at 9.30 from the town hall, going up to Mercian Square, which is just outside our window here, to the Holocaust Memorial. And there's going to be performances, I'm reading here, from the Redditch Community Gospel Choir, the Redditch Kerala Cultural Society, the Redditch Polish Youth School, and uh, lots of speakers with Mindu, who, uh, like I say, survived the death camp of Auschwitz. She's going to be speaking at 11 o'clock in the town hall, and she'll be well worth listening to. I think her, uh, I think the theme of her talk is about forgiveness and, and loving your neighbour, which is... Very apt today. Very apt, yeah. very apt today. And finally, the one, Anna, that you can't talk about is uh, I was at full council on Monday night where the, the authority, Redditch Borough Council, um, rubber-stamped it, plans to withdraw over a period of three years its concessions for charities and voluntary groups that are occupying um, council properties in the hope that you know by year four um, they will have in place some other means of financing these organisations. And that is it for the Redditch podcast this week. Anna, thanks for coming in. Thank you. I, I mean, I've, I've, I find it fantastic learning all about rubbish, you know. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. And it's amazing just how much can be recycled. Thanks too to Claire for doing all our leisure and our sound and everything else. And don't forget, you can contact me on 01527 588 697. You can email me at rossrws.crawford at bulletmedia.com or at editor at redditchstandard.co.uk. Don't forget to check out all your news at www.redditchstandard.co.uk. And we'll see you next week. Bye for now. Uh-huh.